You're listening to Youth Ministry Maverick, a podcast about mold-breaking methods to invest in the next generation of the church. Here's your host, Jeff Harding. Greetings, friends. This is Jeff. Welcome back to Youth Ministry Maverick. You're listening to episode 34, How 2020 Has Changed Youth Ministry. Well, just a few more days in the year 2020, and I think everyone is glad to see it end. Uh, It has been a roller coaster of epic proportions that no one could have predicted. But I want to remind you as we reflect on this year that God is still moving. Uh, God placed us where we were and where we are. Uh, when all these things happened. And I think the fact that we have had to face our own brokenness, our own limitations as leaders, has made us better leaders for our students. So I wanted to cover some things that I researched and looked at when I was writing uh, for youth specialties. I wrote an article, and so I'm going to go through some of those things as we reflect on how 2020 really has changed youth ministry. Uh, The first thing, obviously, is the pandemic, COVID-19. I think most of us have had enough Zoom calls for a lifetime, Um, and who thought that toilet paper would be the must-buy item of 2020. Um, I think in several ways, personally, this has been the most difficult period of ministry for me. That might sound dramatic and over-the-top, but conflict and struggle with students and working out your own ministry uh, while building relationships and teaching students to follow Jesus within the normal bounds of in-person interaction, um, that's one thing. Uh, But this season of ministry has been so abnormal, uh, even unnatural. Uh, Trying to have authentic interpersonal relationships online and spaced out with masks, uh, it's just bizarre. But I am grateful that God gave us the technology to be able to meet and still be creative while being safe. Um, And we are called to endure for the sake of God's will, uh, as we can see uh, in Hebrews 10. So whatever 2021 brings as far as continued limitations on in-person gathering, Uh, I pray that you are able to carry on in ministry and be able to take care of yourself and your students. Uh, The next thing about 2020 and really how it's changed things for youth workers uh, is the social justice elements that have come up, primarily uh, regarding racism and prejudice. We've seen several um, tragic deaths and incidents regarding people of color. We have Christian Cooper in Central Park. Uh, We have, obviously, George Floyd. 
Brianna Taylor, um, and several other um, people who were victims of um, terrible incidents. Um, and as youth workers, we have to respond when students ask hard questions. Uh, so how do we recognize racist rhetoric? Um, what are my own prejudices? How do we respond to police officers who violate protocol severely enough to kill someone for a petty crime? Most importantly, how does our faith influence our perspective on all of this? I think in Scripture, the best places to start are Genesis 127 and Philippians 4.8. The different answers to those questions on race and prejudice will vary, um, which is normal, but the conversations are certainly necessary. Uh, episode six, um, as I highlighted last week when I talked with Michaela and Carly, um, was about racism. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that. So when we talk about things like racism and social justice, unfortunately, um, that leads me to my next point. Basically, loving others and trying to talk about loving others in various ways in the eyes of many people qualifies you as a fill-in-your-political-term-of-choice. A Marxist, a proponent of critical race theory, um, communist. Now, to be clear, the church, the bride of Christ, is called in Scripture to do the following. Feed the hungry, clothe the needy, defend the causes of the weak and oppressed, and to put aside our rights for the good of others. If someone read those passages of Scripture and then took a quick scroll through several comments made by Christians regarding COVID safety, regarding politics, um, and being involved in social justice, they would probably be incredibly confused. And I think because of that, we should be embarrassed. Uh, The assignment of labels is nothing new. Um, One of the few benefits afforded by my otherwise dormant degree in political science is the recognition that several people, large amounts of people who use political terms Um, like socialist and Marxist, they actually don't know what they mean. Uh, Our students are viewing and sometimes engaging in these online arguments that are filled with carelessly used terminology, labels, insults, and many of them are linked to honest care initiatives, uh, even by churches, to try and help others. Uh, They're not part of some agenda, um, They're not part of some outlandish conspiracy theory, which there's been a dime a dozen in 2020 on those. Our students are in the midst of an aggressive twist in this cultural tide, and we need to remember and remind them that love, mercy, and justice starts with Scripture. And the example given to us is the best example, our Savior. There is a place for political discussion, but we need to help students distinguish between living based on worldly party platforms and living to follow Jesus 
outside, around, and between those platforms. Uh, The next thing uh, is related to COVID as well, isolation. And the isolation has revealed some things in our own lives as leaders. I think it's revealed two major things that are very closely related. Our priorities and our idols. Uh, It's often said that adversity reveals character. In a similar way, we all uh, begin to realize what really matters to us when our normal routines and interaction uh, became disrupted and our options for activities grew sparse. Uh, I think many students, especially at first, when there was an initial fatigue of Zoom because of school all day and then youth activities, um, many students probably tried to exhaust their other forms and options of entertainment before logging on for a church service or small groups for youth or anything like that. Uh, We as youth workers have the rare opportunity to experience the same limiting factors as our students. Um, Usually we're trying to think back to when we were in school and offer advice rooted in the way things were at that time, and obviously on our observations that we can make now. Um, But along with our students, we can ask several things, especially in the context of 2020 and COVID and isolation. Are we prioritizing our time with the Lord? Are we encouraging the students in the right methods of how to do that? And are we honest about our own idolatry? The final thing um, is the unfortunate, painful truth that God uses suffering to help us grow. I recently talked about it uh, a few weeks ago for the Advent Week of Peace with my students, highlighting the final thing that Jesus said in the upper room with his disciples before he prayed and they went to the Mount of Olives. In the same breath, he talks about having peace in him, but then that they will always have suffering. Um, In one way, it's good because we can know that suffering will always be here. And it's something that if we try and expel all of our effort to get rid of all the suffering that we are working in vain. There will always be suffering in some form or another, especially for those of us who follow Jesus. Uh, But God uses that suffering to help us grow. And the main way that we grow in suffering is in further dependence on God. Um, I think James uh, does a great job in summing up what I'm trying to get at in the first chapter of his epistle. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. 2020 has brought us a rampant pandemic, which has resulted in death, unemployment, social isolation, economic woes, all mixed with the weight of tragic murders, calls for justice, 
and trying to love others while being unfairly characterized uh, with several labels. All of that has created an atmosphere that can only be weathered with hope in Christ. So I pray that as we move forward into 2021, that we lean in together as we stand on that hope. Thanks for joining me today for this final episode of 2020. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. And I encourage you to share this episode with anyone who's trying to process and reflect on 2020 and how it affects them and their ministry moving forward. You can check out all of our episodes, a comprehensive list of our guests and their bios, as well as other resources and merchandise to help support the podcast on our website at youthministrymaverick.com. We are also on social media. And if you have any questions or ideas uh, to give input on for topics to discuss, please shoot me a message. I appreciate that. And as I mentioned last week, um, soon, next Tuesday, for the first episode of 2021, I will be announcing a very exciting project that is starting in February and you will want to hear about it and you will want to stick around for that. I think it will be very, very beneficial in ways that this podcast has not addressed before. So until then, have a happy and safe new year. Thanks so much for listening. Adios. Adios.